Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Now that heart is beating fast And that's the rhythm I can dance to I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to That one big heart that's beating fast Tomorrow morning let it rain Tomorrow morning let it pour Tonight we're in the groove together Ain't gonna worry about Stormy Gonna kick all trouble out the door. Beat out all trouble on the drum. Beat out all trouble on the drum. Beat out all trouble on the drum. And kick all trouble out the door. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. And kick all trouble out the door. Kick him out the door. Kick him out the door. Well, 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 we're back here in Radical Australia. Dale, her Royal Empress, the Dowager, is missing in action, MIA. She sent in a medical certificate, as well as two bodyguards. As long as she didn't get the medical excuse certificate. Me, excuse excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Do you mind? Do you mind? You're the bloody guest. Can you shut up? All right, just drink your drink and, you know, behave in a humble manner. No, I want to know who's got the medical certificate off. Because well, if she got it off you, no, no, you didn't get it off me. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't you know, I don't eat and, you know, I don't eat and shit in the same trough. <laughs> all right, mate. That's that's the first thing you learn as a human being. Obviously, you haven't learned much. Now, this is our guest. Not only is he our guest, he's a talented man who knows all about radio. And unlike me, he's a real Clydesdale. I'm a show pony. He's a Clydesdale. He knows how to work the. The bits and pieces and the buttons. I'm really pleased. I walk in, I say, Where's Dale? She's not here. I said, Who's going to do the panel operating? You know, I can't. And they said, Kepper. And I said, Who? They said, Kepper, your guest. Hello, Kepper. How are Hi. you? Hi. Well, I'm not impressed with this dual role I've been. No, no, no. Look, the thing is. Into. Neither am I. thought I'd be sitting back, kicking back over right. there with so, my feet yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, it means I've actually got to look to you right in the eyes when I ask you the, the, the hard questions like, Do you colour your nails? Uh. Well, <laughs> if that's what we're going to talk about, yeah, I do. But, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll wait. We can do something more. We won't go down that path, you know. I usually, I only cut. Very rarely. Rarely, don't you? Did you say colour or cut? By no, the way. no, 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 no. I know you don't cut your nails. All right, now let, let's ask the the really tough, tough questions. Now, just to orientate listeners, what decade were you born in? In the 60s? I think I just made it into the uh, baby boom. Baby boom, so early 60s. First one. Early 60s. Yeah. Oh, all right, okay. Uh, Were you born in Melbourne? Yeah. Oh, oh, well, my commiserations. Yeah. That's the way it goes. None of us can help when we're born. Well, you're right, we can't. We can't. I was born in Brisbane, which is even worse. (laughs) (laughs) I assume you were born at the Women's Hospital or the... I am... Uh, somewhere in East Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. East Melbourne. Yeah. Freemasons, mate. 
You were born in the Freemasons Hospital. Yeah, down down, down near the Unitarian Peace Memorial Church across the road in Grey Street. That's the stuff, yeah. yeah, I know all about that hospital. I've had a number of of friends die there, but that's all right. Now, what's the first thing you remember about being on planet Earth? Definitely, I remember my family's house burning down when I was about four. Burning down? Yeah, burnt down. Where was this? In nice middle class eastern suburbs there, where I grew up. And what do you remember? Uh, Leaving the house and seeing it on fire. Was it late at night? Yeah, yeah, it was late late at night. night. So what, you had one of these coal... Kind of furnaces or something, um, you know, fireplaces. No, I started another way, but all know, right. You weren't you weren't experimenting with the red steer, were you? I was. Um, <laughs> I was uh, adopted, and right. so was my younger sister. Right. And we had an older brother who wasn't adopted. Right. So you can imagine Agent, that scenario. The friction. Yeah. Seven years older. Suddenly, he's not the only kid. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah, it turns out he accidentally started this fire. Right, in your bedroom. In a, uh, <laughs> uh, well, that wouldn't have surprised me if he'd done that. But right, uh, all right. No, I, su- I assume you have no contact with this gentleman anymore. Well, he's dead. But he's like, dead. I, you didn't I, have anything to do I'm with spewing. it. I'm I would have liked to put a pillow over his head, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let, let's say like he did to me. Your, early, your early upbringing wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. No, no. Well, assume assume your, your parents did the best they could. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Your, no, your foster right. Were they adopted or foster parents? Uh, adopted. You were adopted. adopted. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. they were pretty conservative. Right. And I was brought up racist. You brought up racist. Right. Yeah, right. So, so you you, you, you would have called me a wog in those days. I um, <laughs> well, I saw. I'm happy to say, I I rejected all that by the time I was seven. What you rejected racism at the time you were seven? seven. Why yeah, was that? Definitely. Well, one of my friends was Greek. All oh, right. At Spiros, I see. Oh, uh, con. Hey, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's the racist. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, um, my mother used to call him a greasy bog. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was and normal greasy like, bog. Yeah, yeah. Hold yeah. on. No, 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 no. Uh, at seven. Yeah. At seven, you realise what racism was. Yeah. All right. How about your little sister? How about her? What? what did, did she, she get involved in all this? Or? Uh, when I was seven, she was three. Oh, no, right. I don't think so. so don't we're, think we're so. close. Yeah, you're still, still close. close. Oh, yeah. that's good. No, that's unusual, isn't it, for, for kids who've thrown together as uh, adopted in a family? Sure. Yeah, usually people kind of move apart. Yeah, 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 probably. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. where'd you go to primary school? In Glen Iris somewhere. Oh, good old Glen Iris. No, I don't think childhood's that interesting. Well, I do. You know, you know, you know what the, they used to the Jesuits used to say. You know the old Jesuit Jesuits saying. Do yeah. I care what Jesuits? You, you do. Saying? You should. I, you should because they're the I won't greatest. Like it. No, because they're the want. greatest manipulators. Yeah. Okay. And, well, and understanding well, human psychology. Give me a boy to the age of seven, and I will show you the man. Uh, hey, seriously, already you pointed well, me in that hey, direction. Look, you I, said I, I you rejected on, I, racism yeah, at seven. Yes, yes, yeah. And it's something, obviously, you've kept all your life. Mm. You know, that you judge people by how they treat you, not what they look like, or obviously that's the type of person you are. And, and that came When from I say I don't think, you know, childhood's that interesting. I mean, for me, I'm a yeah. white boy from the eastern suburbs. Well, um, yeah, you know, I mean, there's some interesting no, things, no. of course, but, like, it's not like I, 
grew up in a you know, war zone and and had to live in refugee camps and you know, yeah, come on a boat you, that got no, attacked on, by pirates or something. Yeah, but you did live, live in a war. You did live in a war much. zone. You did live in a war zone. I did. You true, did true every day. Indeed. Every day, you've got the same mannerisms as somebody who lives in a war zone looking at you. You're jumping, always jumping. <laughs> not not about me, but no, no, it's not the interview. That's not nervous. But no, no, you've got this personality. You're always jumping. Always. Well, I'm not here to psychoanalyse you. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, I'd have to give you a bill, Kepper, and you wouldn't be able to afford it. So. I'd, I'd, I'd skip the country. And <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't. Any excuse no, no, to get out of here. Yeah, knowing the people I know. All right, so uh, we'll say you didn't excel at anything at primary school. Did you get to secondary college? Um, no, I, I um, didn't. I left school when I was 15. 15. But, I mean, I've spent a lot of time on campuses and... Right, now let's, let's go back, 15, so did you do 7 and 8 and 9, that type of thing? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you did that. So when you left school, was there any particular reason? Well, I, um, you know, we're 14, 7, 14, 7, 14, mm. you know, if you follow that sort of yeah, 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 yeah. significant years. Yeah, yeah, 7 year each. Um, yeah, two things happened to me around then. I started, one was I started to go to school on St Kilda Road. Right. I got a little scholarship. In fact, to a school there. Hang on, hang on. You and got a scholarship. Yeah. What type of scholarship? It's a half scholarship. Right. So, so that's one of these private schools in mm. St Kilda Road, mm. right? The ones that purple uniform. Yeah, oh, I know the one. Yeah, yeah. they got a good soccer field. Yeah. My son, who was a public school boy, he, he was you know proper. You know, went went and played soccer game there mm. when he was a kid, and he said to me, he's in his field, you know, he said, Dad, I said, I've never seen such a good soccer field. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the best. You must have been a bright boy that you got a scholarship. Yeah, well, yeah, I've got it. Yeah. Yeah. So why did you leave at 15? Um, I, well, I didn't like it there. I didn't get along with them. Why? Um, that same year, well, yes, uh, a thing called punk rock came along. Punk rock, yeah, and, I know that. You know, I was already totally felt like I didn't really belong. want to be in this. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah didn't belong, didn't, uh-huh. yeah, right. all that. Was very into politics, history. Uh, writing. Why were you into politics at 14 and 15? Mm-hmm. Social studies, as it was called. I was just very interested in it. Right. Mm. So you did a lot of reading, your mm. own reading. Mm. And that, this is pre-computer days. You and sat I had in libraries. Life. Yeah. Did you, did you speak to people? Other, mm. Did you get involved See, in actions? The thing with St Kilda Road, yep. as you remember, in mm. the 70s, mm. was a pretty interesting place. Well, it was. Where was we had the marijuana party directly opposite our school. That's right. Mm. I was actually squatting down the road, one of those big estates. My <laughs> first squat was on St Kilda Road. Yeah, 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 in the, yeah in the, right in the down 70s. near the old Cadbury. I may have even seen you as a pimply-nosed teenager, you know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> in your little yeah. purple uniform. Uh, <laughs> I used to not wear that so often. Oh, did you? You didn't go to school with, you know, spiked hair and tattered clothes. I did. Clothes, I did. I you went, did. did all that. I went from one day having hair that was always too long and being told to get my hair cut. Right. And go, no, nah, I don't want to. <laughs> to um, you know, then they were telling me grow my hair. Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. Was this just boring childhood rebellion, or did it have a little bit more to it? Well, still doing it. So you know, no, no, you I got meant you, it. Look, you look like a, to me a CEO, apart from what you're wearing. And the tats. See, <laughs> and the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about the teeth. I actually have a look. Just show me your teeth, though. 
Oh, my God, they're worse than mine. And you're about 20 years younger than I am. Yep. Uh, oh, well, money makes a difference, doesn't it, when it comes to dentistry? See, I also didn't trust a word my mother's parents said. I didn't Her parents? My parents. So, you know, they yeah. said, um, yeah, don't climb that tree, you'll fall down. I climbed to the top of the tree. Did you and fall? fall You'd fall Break down. my arm. Right, right, like right, right. So they said, Clean your teeth every night or your teeth will go back. Oh, nah, that's wrong. Right. If you clean your teeth, it brushes off the protective coating. That's right. That's, that's what I thought. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I've uh-huh. got that one wrong. you got that one wrong. So they, they weren't that bad then. Well, they, well, they, they, they weren't they that bad. They knew some stuff. Are they still alive? Or? No, no, they're both. Oh, did at any stage you get that desire quarter, that a lot... Uh, a quarter century ago. quarter century ago. Obviously, you can slander them. It's fine. You can slander the dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, don't worry. Yeah, no, don't no, worry. I don't want to... Don't, we don't want to go down that path. No, no, no. But I... Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. So, 15, punk rocker. Yep. I assume you're a Nazi punk. I beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even funny. It is funny. <laughs> no, it's not. It's fucking offensive. It is offensive. It's I was trying to be offensive. You know exactly. I'm yeah, I know that. I know that. Hang on, hang on. Make a joke. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go mm. on. This is you know. I've mm. noticed a bit of a bit of a mm. bit of a problem there. So, what's this division in the punk community? Did you have that division in the you know when you were a young man? Uh, look, the first generation of punks weren't that political. Some were, but not many. I was one of the most political. Right. There weren't um, Nazis in the punk scene. Right. Mm-hmm. That, you know, there were racists around. Yeah. You know, the National Action Mob were going. Yeah. I remember their stickers yep. back in the late 70s, yep. tearing them down, you know. Yep. Yep. But um, they weren't in the punk scene. Mm-hmm. That came a few years later. Right, so what was the punk scene when you were a young kid? It was very arty, mostly. Right, right. Were were you uh, musically inclined? Um, Yeah, I was in a couple pretty crappy bands. Uh, But no, I didn't have ambition. No, no, no. I did a lot of things as soon as I left school, working in... You know, worked in a great record shop, several good record shops. Right. Had radio shows. Had two radio shows on Triple R when I was 16. Triple R at 16. What yeah. were they? One was called Teen Beat. Right. <laughs> I've heard that one. <laughs> Exploiting my youth. You know? <laughs> Teen Beat. Yeah, well, come on. Oh, it's good. It's fine. No, it's 16, running your own radio show. No wonder you can do the panelling here. Yeah, well... well you know, this, 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 the, the equipment is about... You know, about 40 years old. Oh, it's totally the same as it was there. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. When I first came in here like, seven years ago, I was like, oh, phew, that's good. <laughs> same thing. And what was the other show? Uh, it was just some, you know, uh, graveyard shift thing. Oh, yeah. You yeah. played any music you like? Yeah. So, yeah. so what did you play? I played punk and experimental music. Um, I played a lot of, you know, political punk and mm, stuff. Mm. Yeah. I assume you left home by now, had you? When you were uh, 16 or you're still at home? 16, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And did, um, was it a amical party? Um, no, no. no. We, uh, there was some overprotectiveness on my mother's part, mm. which is, uh, ah, she's well, a weirdo. Yeah. Uh, well, like, for instance, I had a ticket to go to England right. when I was that age. At 16, right. 
and they wouldn't sign the passport. I, that's right. Right. <laughs> that's <laughs> that right. a trick. <laughs> that's not a good thing. That was terrible. Yeah. It was devo. I can imagine. Although, you know, I've never been to England now. That's quite never? Good. No, no. I've spent well, quite a bit of time well, over there, so I've maybe, never maybe, been maybe, to another English You know, we're pretty good at raise, raising money on uh, Talk Back with Attitude, and we raised money for a defibrillator a few weeks ago. Maybe we're going to okay. raise some money to get you, give you a one-way ticket to England. How about Hong Kong? <laughs> it's quite interesting. I was listening to the one of the shows you do here, Global Interfada, and I was actually listening to the uh, the anarchist Hong Kong music in the early nineties, which yeah. most people, yeah. you know, would have no idea about. Which, mm. You know, was very. I remember in the eyes they were very big, but we'll, we'll get back to that. Okay. Did you any desire at any stage to find out who your you know, you know, real inverted commas biological parents were, or did you just give that a miss? Any? No, well, I haven't done it. Mm. I've never done it. Right. Uh, but to say, did I have any desire ever? Mm. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, I thought about it, talked mm. about it. But mm. 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 You know, I've had my own sort of, you know... Premonitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ideas. Yeah. yeah. You, got, you got any kids? Mm-hmm. You have. Yeah. How many? Um, one. One. Yeah, sometimes. You, you find as you get older the kid kind of nags you to find out where they... They've come from. Yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't want to make this too deep. No, no, no. No, no, no but okay. I'm just saying. We, we've, I've interviewed a lot of people. Over, I think about 400 on this program over the mm. years, and many people have come through adopted families because it was very common. Mm. I mean, it was before the Whitlam government. There was no mm. support for women who are single mothers, and we saw all the forced adoption and it was stories. Well, before things even began to. You know, radicalise yeah, brought yeah. in, you know, right. to the Whitlam government. That's right, and, and and you know what we saw, you know, amongst the indigenous people, stolen generation. Mm. There was a stolen generation, to a large degree, among young um, women. You mm-hmm. know, in the eighteen, nineteen, no contraception mm. or minimal contraception. You got pregnant. You were sent to a convent, or mm. sent interstate, and you returned a few weeks later. Mm. Exactly. You know, with no kid, basically. Mm. And so there were a lot of adoptions. During that period? Yeah. Mm. All right, 16. So have you ever been anywhere in the world? Yeah, I've spent over a decade. A off, decade? Off, over a decade off this island, yeah. Off this island? Mm. Uh, well, it's a continent, you know. No, I know you yeah, think it's, it's an, an island. island continent. An island continent, all right. You're over. How old were you when you first left? Uh, I was quite old, really. I old. didn't do it until I was 23. 23. Yeah. So what did you do between 16 and 23? Just mm. record shops and yeah, punk bands? mostly, yeah. And mm. you were actually able to save up enough money? Oh, yeah. I mean, I could have gone earlier, but, you know... Uh, Mm. Yeah, travelled around Australia. Uh-huh. What, a hitchhiked or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you learn anything travelling around Australia? Mm. You know, on your butt. Mm-hmm. You know, bare bum, as they say. I've, yeah, learned heaps. <laughs> what did you learn? Tell us. Because <laughs> well, we, people don't hitchhike anymore. Oh, I still do. I know you do, but most because you're at that age. Mm. But people, it's not mm, something that young people do. I remember mm. I hitchhiked when I was. 17 from Brisbane to Melbourne, you know, and you wouldn't think twice about it, you know, it was, it was kind sure. of a rite of passage, mm. apart from Ivan Malat, <laughs> that's a different story, yeah, well, you had to be careful, yeah, I remember I had one really it's nasty experience, a lot around that time, too. yeah, I had a really down nasty experience road. down the Nullarbor Plain, which was, because yeah. in those days, you know, it was like that, but let's get back, so you hitchhiked around Australia, did you come in contact with Indigenous Australians? Mm. Yeah, a lot, mm. where? Uh, 
Well, I have everywhere. I mean, it's no, no. When, uh, when you were twenty, when you first started, did um, you? You know. Okay. In in Canberra, I knew Canberra. Not in the eighties. Right. Um, uh, I mean, I started hitchhiking before I was twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, NT. Right. Alice. Um, right. Mm-hmm. What did you think when you first went to the NT and Alice? I thought then how much, you know, apartheid there was. Mm. It's gotten a lot worse, apparently. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, it's interesting when you first go there because you actually find people that actually English is not their first language. Mm. And they, they've been yeah. here for thousands of years mm. and they've got another language. You know? Yeah, and yeah. strong. Yeah. 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 I remember when I first went out there, I know it's not my story, but one of the things that I couldn't believe, because I was a medical student, you know, I must be 19 or 20, I met an Aboriginal bloke who was wandering the back of Valley Springs, and he had leprosy. Leprosy. Mm-hmm. This was in the early, mid-70s. Mm-hmm. Leprosy and yep. blindness and trachoma and yep. disease was just rife and there was just no care. I assume you saw all that. Yep. All right. What did, what did that make you feel like? I mean, I think I'd read about it, Mm -hmm. but yeah, actually seeing it here, it just, what did it make me feel? It made me feel angry, and it made me feel, uh, I think, a greater uh, affinity to be close. You also get this over, I used to get this overpowering sense of hopelessness, no, helplessness, not hopelessness, but helplessness, mm, you know, mm, because everybody well, would say, that's the way it is, it's not going to mm, change, that's the way it is, Joe, mm, get get used to it or piss off. Sure, well, I think that's something we all, well, a lot of us uh, struggle with, mm, all, all through, all through, yeah. still do. Mm. All right, so what, what made you leave this great island continent, you know, the land of milk and honey? Well, um... As I said, you know, the thing with racism and so on, uh, from an early age, I kind of, part of rejecting racism was, and and not finding my birth parents, I'm a person of the the world, I'm a human on the planet. Right. So I don't need to identify with being, you know, Right, you know, you're, spot, you're, blah, blah. you're not Australian, you're not, you're yeah, not, you're not yeah, Caucasian. Well, you know, but but you don't identify. That's not an, an identifying no. factor. It's just that's the way no, it is. No, but I'm aware of my yeah. Uh, yeah, privileged position. Damn right. Yeah, yeah it's good. You know, I, I like to paint myself every morning. <laughs> <laughs> it used to happen, you know, in India. Mm-hmm. You used to paint yourself in India? No, 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 a lot of people did. Yeah, a lot oh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah sure. It's good. It's good to be white. Yeah, not just yeah. All right, let's, let's get back. All right. So, so you really you made a political decision to leave Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to. What, what year was that? I'm not sure when. Early it was, 1980s. But it took me. Yeah. yeah, it took me a few more years to get it together and leave. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you said, did you ever think you were going to come back? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. You did think you yeah. were coming back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So where did you first go? Uh, India, then Europe. All right. How long were you in India for? That time, uh, seven, nine months. Nine months. And uh, I assume you, you, you stayed in five-star hotels? <laughs> 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 no? no. <laughs> really? <laughs> were you by yourself when you were travelling? No, I was with my partner. Right, right. And what was it like? Look, I, I think that... 
that time I I'm not like that so much when I travel. I was I was very I, I look back on some of my attitudes and I don't like them the way I was. Yeah. But India was, you know India was the way India is and if you some people go there and see, oh, it's so shanty, it's so peaceful. Yeah. I don't see that. I it's see, not peaceful. I see <laughs> a, oppression and violence everywhere. Yeah, like, it's no, everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. It's cultural. It's, it's yeah, social. It's political. Mm-hmm. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's horrendous. I, mean, I, I got a little. You, you want to hear a little story about how I freed an indentured labourer accidentally? Oh, <laughs> maybe you could have done. It was in that we were in Agra, my partner and I. I think it was eighty-one or eighty or something. And we came to an arrangement with this rickshaw driver that we'd pay him so much a day, mm. you know, and we, yeah. and we thought, oh, this is a great bargain, right? And I think it was $5 Australian a day. Wow. <laughs> exactly, we didn't realize. Well, you know, we were fair, fair. Nice of you. Yeah, it was nice yeah, of the bloke, yeah. you know. Yeah. Right, and we, we did this for two weeks or something, and he took us over all over the place, and, you know, it was really good, you know. Yeah. We, went, we went to the real India because he took his... To, Places you'd never dream of going yeah, you know, sure, as, sure. as a whitey. Yeah, sure. And um, and uh, two weeks after, we're in this bum hostel where everybody used to sleep in the grass out the back. The workers and you know you know what it's like. Mm. And the, the boss comes up. And he says he says, "Excuse me, Mr. Toscano." I said, "Yes." He said, "Have you seen Ashok?" And I said, "No." And he said, "How much have you been paying him?" <laughs> and we told him. He said. What? <laughs> what? He's run away. <laughs> so somewhere out there is a bloke called Arshok who got a new life accidentally. Excellent. And that's yeah. the way it was, you know. It's funny, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. We don't realise, you know, it was uh, amazing. You know, such a small amount, but to him he was an indebted labourer. Oh, yeah. He was an indebted labourer. He'd been there for generations, you know. Mm-hmm. He was actually sold to this bloke mm-hmm. to pay off a family debt. And mm-hmm. people don't understand these mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have any of these experiences? Or? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Tell us I a mean, few. Uh, one, one. Um, uh, experiences. Um, yeah. <laughs> with with uh, radical stuff in India, yeah. yeah. Okay, my name was given to me by a, an activist woman. Right. And she used to work on, in Calcutta. Right. And um, I just met her on the street one day. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started talking. She spoke English. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, started hanging out with her. And we'd, uh, I'd go around with her. She'd go around all night uh, checking up on women on the street. And, uh, yep. and she had a little uh, house out in the, out, just outside of Kolkata where, where uh, women could go as a mm. refuge place and yep. all this. And yeah, I used to hang out with her and um, we, we got attacked uh, a couple times by people, uh, right-wing fuckers. Uh, Mafia, as they call them, yeah, the yeah, street, you know? yeah, yeah, really hated her. Oh, that's uh, right. And of course, the you know yeah. the so-called commun- you know, the communist government. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> mm. so-called, yeah, yeah, so-called. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, they didn't like her. She didn't like them. Yeah. She, this woman was actually a natural anarchist. She didn't know the word, but she had completely, you know, she rejected 
All these hierarchy right. sort of things going mm. on, mm. and I'm sure you've met people like that before. Oh, they're, they're natural. They're naturals. Mm. That's right. And they act. And they act in that way. You but just you just use the A word, Kepa. Mm-hmm. When did you first come across the A word? Um, I'm not sure. Before you left Australia, or when yeah, you yeah, 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 like, you know, like, hey, you know, I thought I was an anarchist when I heard anarchy in the UK. <laughs> right, 79. <laughs> yeah, 77. Yeah. 77, whoa. You, <laughs> well, that's right, I know nothing came about out music. In 76. Six, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, you, didn't go to the f- you didn't go to the Filthy Lucre tour, did you? Uh, what What's that? his name? Johnny Rotten's Filthy Lucre tour? No, 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 no we need salt there. Would not. Uh, <laughs> Johnny Rotten, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's almost like calling you a Nazi That's, punk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Sorry, not Kevin. quite as bad, but yeah. <laughs> so, from India you went to Europe? Uh, that time, yeah. yeah. Okay. And yeah. what, you, through the squat scene? Or? Um, yeah, I've done that a lot. What, in, in Europe? Europe? Yeah. You and your yeah, partner? Stayed in. No, right. no, we, we were just in Italy right. that time. We stayed in squat in Italy. Yeah. What, yeah. in Milan? No, that was in, I've stayed in squats in Roma and Bologna. Right. And, but we were just in Rome right. then. Yeah. Did some radio. And what, in Italia? <laughs> yeah. In, you speak Italian? No, 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 no. I went on an, this anarchist show yeah. and um, met them at the, an info shop. And, yep, yep, and yep. come on the show. Yeah. They wanted to hear, like I said, oh, what Australian music have you got? Okay. The only thing I had was Rebel Voices tape, you know, oh, right, Gary. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, you know, yeah. Uh, um, so we, you know, they wanted to hear Died Pretty and the Laughing Clowns and all this right, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have it. No, we, we just, you, know, you couldn't go to the iCloud in those days, could you? Just, no, <laughs> no, but we, you know, they were very, no. um, very good hosts and were interested in, in, in that cassette, which is mm, you know, fantastic. Mm, yeah. you, you resistance know, you, music. You know why the Italian anarchists are so well resourced? Well, they were actually. Yeah, you, you, you ever, ever had an idea why? No, it's not their links with <laughs> organised crime. Illegalism. No, 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 no. It was all totally legal. When the anarchists well, moving in the twenties, yeah. you know, when when Mussolini closed it down, mm. he took over all their mm. uh, all their property because mm, the anarchist movement was huge. We're talking about yeah. millions of yeah, people, know. Mm-hmm. you know, organisations. Mm. So after the war, when Mussolini was was defeated, mm. that property was returned to the small anarchist groups that existed. And that g- gave them that base from which they could actually uh, organise from. So yeah, yeah, mm. that makes some sense. Yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah, it was because I don't think you'll find a more resourced anarchist mm. scene in mm. Europe anyway. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. M- mm. much better than Spain, where they just fight. Well, yeah, well, Spain completely yeah. different. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so how long did you spend in Europe? Um, then, oh, not long, a few months. A few months. So, why is this 10 years? You went away for 10 years. Oh, I've been, yeah. Well, what, back and forth? Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm. What other parts of the world you've been to mm. that you want to talk about? No. Spent a couple of years in Thailand, six months in Turkey, mm. six months in, like, Palestine. I've done right. the, you, know, you did six months in Palestine? Well, I've Four months and then a, a mm. month, another month earlier. And when was that? And a half. Last time was 2009. Right. So what, what exactly did you do in Palestine? I did um, ISM 
activity. Well, could you explain to people what that is? International Solidarity Movement. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, basically uh, helping Palestinians, solidarity, going to protests with them, helping them pick olives, uh, rebuild destroyed Mm -hmm. houses. Mm. um, Is this a worldwide movement? Yeah, yeah, it's been around since the mm. early, no, the start of the second intifada, right. 2001 it started. 2001. I understand it's getting more and more difficult for ISM yeah. people to get in. Yeah, yeah. It's very hard to get in. If people want ways to get in, come and talk to me. I've got a couple, a couple. connections. Okay. That All right. But um, they, they're going to start doing stuff like, you know, making people sign uh they're not going to go to any of those things. And, right, you know, right. Stuff yeah. like that. No, I've got, but at the time, I mean, they, at first they only gave me one month when I went in. And, uh, right. I said, no, no, I'm a, no, I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm a Christian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a do-gooding Christian. No, I even, I had a copy. <laughs> of the Bible? Copy, no, no, I uh. had a copy of this. Netanyahu book on oh, the right. top of my bag that I wanted them to see. see right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, my path to glory, something yeah, like that. I can't remember what it was. Right wing Christian book with him doing the forward or something. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, yeah, terrible yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. hey, it pays off. Look, oh, well, look what happened yesterday. Oh, what? <laughs> what happened yesterday? Well, old Trumpy and the US government has said. All the settlements are legitimate oh, in the West of Bank. Course. Yeah, yeah, that's of course. because of that right-wing Christian connection. Yeah, yeah. totally. Right. Yeah, so I think more of you people should go across. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're waiting for the final days. Look, it's uh, 4.34. This is Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR. This program is streaming live on 3cr.org.au. Dale will podcast the program in the next day or two, so we'll be available in the next 48 hours. Uh, we interview... Interviewing a very interesting human being. Do you like that? Being called a human being? Thanks. Kepa? Yeah, human I've being? Being called a lot worse. Well, you are a human and being. And by you. Me? Lazy <laughs> <laughs> puck. Yeah. I watch out. It's <laughs> the trouble, you know, with the modern youth of today. Irony just goes over your head. Just goes over your head. Well, you're, you're, the, you're the last person who I would think would be a nasty. No, just drink your bloody water. Oh, that's why I'm filling in time. you got no water left? I've got no water. Look, if there's anybody listening to the program out in the, out, out in the studio, could you come in and give poor old Kepper a glass of water? He's, he's dying of thirst. Uh, I am. Otherwise, you're going to have to listen to me for four minutes while he wanders out. But say, bring in a glass of water for the man. This is a live interview. We'll see now if anyone here actually listens. Oh, Kepa, sometimes they do, but they usually only listen to important guests. (laughs) (laughs) But any worker at 3CR, they just basically ignore they just think you're part of the furniture, you know. Yeah. You know, you're a volunteer, you don't get paid, you come in year after year and they just, you know, they don't even bother. Mm-hmm. But you never know, maybe somebody's listening out there and they'll bring you a glass of water. But if, if you're kind of driving down Smith Street, mm-hmm. just knock on the door and tell them Kepper's uh, dying first mm-hmm. and uh, he needs, he needs, he needs, uh, would you like a drink of some type, young man? Well, if you are driving down Smith Street, you might as well get a six pack or something. Like a six that. pack, okay, yes. alright. The lad needs a six pack and, uh, of, um, Bugatti. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, good honest working man's beer, I do. <laughs> working man's beer. I like that. Well, uh, I must confess, I actually had a beer before I come in here. It was pretty hot. Somebody's bringing some water, are they? Come on, where is it? Oh, here they come. Ah, no, oh, somebody's listening. Isn't this wonderful, Kevo? You get water. You get one too. I get one too. Wow. Well, thank you very much, Mary.
Thank you very much. This is, this, is, this is the woman who refuses to be interviewed, you know. Ah, I understand why. Yeah. <laughs> He's telling us more than he'd like. You, you drink your water and uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll keep crapping on. All right, so um, obviously you've learned a lot of lessons in life. I know it's, it's kind of like a school thing here, but well, this is what Radical Australia is about. People do learn lessons. We do learn lessons. What have you learned about the world? Just a small question, you know, not a huge one. Well, look, I have learnt that uh, resistance to injustice is everywhere. Our people are everywhere, and it's always been happening, and it always will happen. Mm. And everywhere we can go, you can travel the world. You don't have to be a tourist. You no. can be an activist going mm. everywhere mm. doing stuff. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah, that's good. good. Yeah, it is a good thing. I mean, I'm sure I've learned learn other stuff. I'm yeah, yeah, but that, that, that's, that's, that's a key. Positive. That's something positive. Yeah. You know, you've learned a lot of negative things like how not to look after your teeth, but that's a different matter. <laughs> you don't have to talk to me while you're drinking, okay? This is, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm just filling up airspace here, all right? Yeah, come on. Because I don't want you to expire on me, although we do have a defibrillator now, and uh, we could whack that on you if you need to. So wow. it's, it's good to know, isn't it? Okay. It's good to know. I feel, yeah. All right. So resistance to injustice. Mm. You're not one of these people that actually acknowledges our history, knows something about Australian history. You actually acknowledge the past. I actually do. Yeah. Why? I don't think Why I do know you... enough about Australian, a so-called Australian history. Yeah. So, so, so. But there's so much more I think I should know. Right. Yeah. Well, why do, you, why do you think it's important? I mean, we live in the present these days. Everybody lives in the present. That's what I've noticed. They don't give a shit about the past or the future. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty true. That's yeah. mm, pretty true. Mm. So what, what have you learned about Australian history? Well... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm asking you. I'm asking the question. Yeah, okay. I, well, we've got, you know... We've got, we got tons of time. Minutes. Yeah, we've got, 20, we got yeah. 20 minutes, yeah. Uh, well, as we know, Australia is... Oh, look, I reject all this. You know what I really dislike? What? It's this myth of the... Australian, you know, anti-authoritarian spirit. You know, like, <laughs> you know? Doesn't exist, mate. What? Doesn't exist. Where did that crap come no, from? No, it's just the it's issue. It's so, you know, weak and subservient, this place. Well, yeah. you've weak and like subservient. The resistance here. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. I mean, not to disparage every, you know, so many, you know, Sincere, honest, yeah. lifelong activists. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, <laughs> we were up at uh, the steps of Parliament House for our public ha- housing vigil at lunchtime, and next to us were the uh, cl- uh, climate emergency and you know, extinction mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm. And they've started a 10 day hunger strike, okay? Mm-hmm. And they've got people up on the steps of Parliament House and people down at Flinders Street, just to highlight the issue. And today's Have day they got one. got a tent up or something? Well, nah, because, but they've got. They've got um, Umbrellas and stuff, you know. But the thing is that the lack of interest Mm -hmm. was palpable. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that, you know, you organise things and the lack of interest is, it's just, it's just just fear. Have you noticed there's a fear in the Australian population that's really not, it's as if they're being surveyed constantly. There's this constant fear. You get people to sign a petition. I can't sign it. I don't even know they're being surveyed. That's apathy. That's just, you know, like. Well, I don't call it apathy. I call it a depoliticised yeah, environment. Deep, yeah, yeah. People don't understand that it, it's all about... They just mm. think it's all about the self, and it's just, just terrible. Mm. So fight against injustice, and what else have you learnt? Oh, 
Yeah, what have I learned? Uh, Don't tell us you've learned how to make Molotov cocktails from those Hong Kong people. Hey, from them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need to keep this program clean as kids. Kitty's, I, yeah, kitty's I, listening, mate. Yeah, kitty's yeah, listening. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> don't um, obviously, I'm a, no, you know. No, exactly. You know. But the thing is, nobody listens to Radical Australia. So but, so. you know, like, yeah, diversity of tactics, I do think, you know, I respect people uh, mm. doing, you know. They're horses for courses. Horses for courses. That's the key, you know. That's what they say in the horse racing industry, which is, you know, we're not allowed to talk about. But Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but horses for courses. You don't put a galloper, or you put a galloper in a long-distance race, and you put a sprinter in a short-distance race. It's the same as we've seen things unfold in Hong Kong. Things unfold and we see them all over the world. But getting back to you, what type of activities you've been involved in the last few years that you can talk about? Yep, yep. That's going to narrow it down. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, that's the great thing about food life. Food not bombs. Food not bombs. What, what's, what's the... What's refugee... Um, yeah. what, what's the, what's the visited the refugee centre a lot for several right. years. Right. Stopped doing it a couple of years ago. Any particular reason? Uh, that I stopped. Yeah. Uh, I was just getting really depressed with stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, people I cared about, you know, getting deported or still in there. Yeah, yeah. Ten years... Later on, that's right. People don't understand that. It's so disgusting. And we're we're so concerned about the human rights of people overseas, but we're not (laughs) concerned about the human rights of refugees and Indigenous Australians Mm. and people on social security benefits, but we are very concerned about the human rights of people overseas. That's the government, you know. Yeah, well... Some people, not not every people, some people. Mm. As a government, we're not interested in the human rights of Palestinians. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> definitely not them. <laughs> no, or Kurdish people. Or Kurdish people. No. Or, or Mr. Assange, you know, all those in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, not too many, really. So, so, what's the philosophy behind food, not bombs? Well, the f- philosophy behind it um, a lot of food is wasted. Mm. A lot, you know, there's food thrown out. Tons and tons of food thrown out. I mean, this is this is capitalism, you know. Right. Uh, throw it out rather than give it away, uh, you know. Um, so food not bombs is to uh, take food that is either going to be thrown away or food that's donated to them and uh, cook it, prepare it, and serve it on the street. Yeah, but the Salvation but Army does the same thing. What's yeah, the, what's they the, do. What's well, the difference? Food Not Bombs doesn't proselytise. Right. Uh, you're, not, you're not offering a second de- one. There's definitely not, um, you know, I mean, I um, occasionally get sandwiches from a certain service that gives stuff out yeah. in this area. And yeah. damn, they just, they're condescending the way they look down on people. Uh. You know, um, yeah, they, they, oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, have you noticed an increase in uh, people living on their asses in the last few years in this city, if you're with food, not bombs, on a regular basis? Mm. Or is it the same? A lot of people 
perhaps don't act as food not bombs who who are um, who are struggling yeah mm. mm. um, I do think it, it has yeah there is more people actually mm. um, but yeah, I mean, as far as yeah, more people turning up to food up bombs, I'm not sure. Not sure, but you think there is more of a struggle? Oh, there's more, yeah. There's more of a struggle on the streets, mm. all right. And getting back to you, you said you wandered into 3CR seven years ago. Why did you bother coming here? I mean, this is legacy media. We, well, we, we don't, had, community radio is dead. I've been in the building on a numerous You've been at numerous occasions? In, what? In what? The decades as, before. What, as a guest or something? Um, uh, I... Been in here, I used to come in the 90s with some people doing a show. Right. What was the show? Uh, when a couple shows, uh, Dimitri and ah, yeah, uh, yep, yep. Mm, yeah. Uh, Greek was a Greek resistance, mm, yeah. Mm, All right, mm. so what uh, uh, seven years ago you kind of struck out but on your I, own? I was, I was living in northern New South Wales until. What, the, 2012. Hip, I moved hippie down land. here. Hippie land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long have you been up there for? Oh, I wasn't there that long. Five years. Or five six. years, right? Yeah. Well, you just got bored with the idyllic lifestyle, or it um, wasn't idyllic. I wanted to do the show, the show that I do, music for the Global Intifada. Right. I wanted to do it there, but the local station in Lismore. Run Didn't by Christian, fun, Christian fundamentalists. Like slam the door in my face. <laughs> Political music. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? And uh, yeah. Nimbin Station, bless them, they wanted it, but like they needed um, uh, needed to play music off a computer to do it. Right, um, which you can't. Which couldn't do there. Yeah. And um, so we actually moved to Nikki do a show. Start our, our good friend Nikki. Yeah, yeah. Who does so much at DCR. Yeah. Um, said, well, I'll come to Melbourne and do it, you know. Yeah. So you actually moved to do a radio program? Well, a couple other things happened. I was, oh. went to, uh, you know, I was visiting Melbourne. I yeah. went to a few protests. I got arrested and went to, had, was in a court case that went on for a year, that uh, Max uh, Brenner one. Ah, oh, the one that you eventually won because yeah, it's actually won, public property. Mm-hmm. People didn't realise the Queen Victoria Hospital was actually uh, built by the pennies which were donated by the women of Victoria. And it was actually the pig, uh, the filth who were um, <laughs> yeah. blocking access to the, That's right. to the Max Brennan arts. Yeah. And yeah. it was great that they're filming. They filmed so much. We used their film against, you know, to <laughs> win the case. case. Yeah, but that, that was a great. That was a great. It was a good win. Yeah, but it's not the type of thing you see in the media, is it? The corporate-owned media of the government guild at ABC, is it? Oh, no. well. mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's two stories, you know, their stories and our stories. But so, so what is this program you're running here at Three CR? Um, it's a it's a music show. I play you know, topical. Engaged political music from mm. around the world. Um, mm. Either you know, I vary the show a lot. Um, you know, if climate stuff's happening, I might play environmental songs from around different places mm. in the world, or or local stuff, mm. or you know, um, might focus on a particular country. Uh, uh, you know, world. Anti-slavery day. I might play anti-slavery songs. So you know, it's, it's a wide scope for playing mm. a lot of mm. music, and I love the show because I'm learning so much. So how long have you been doing it? Seven, seven years now. And what time? What's the time slot? That's um, five to six Thursday. Five to six Thursday. Mm. You know, I listen to it when I can. Mm. 
And I have been astounded, and it's hard to astound an old man like me, by the amount of work, real work, that goes into making the show. I mean, I walk in here, I just don't do any preparation. I play, I play show pony and do an interview, okay? Walk out, okay? But your show's different. There is a lot of thought into it and the music that's played and there's a lot of research and a lot of hard work finding this stuff because you normally don't find this stuff, do you? No. You, you, you no, don't go to commercial media and ask of, them, do you? Uh, sometimes it takes a lot of effort to find, yeah. Mm. So yeah, what would drive you to do what, Well, it's my two favourite things. You know, the two things I care most about. Right. You know, radical politics and music. Right. Um, you know, I've always been into music. <laughs> So, so you actually so combine them in one? Combine them in one. and yeah. You know what they say, a happy person is somebody who's doing what they want to do. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've been astounded by, look, I'm not pissing in your boots, but no, I've been no. astounded by the amount of work. I know that there is a lot of work in that type because some of the stuff you drag up is so esoteric and so hard to find, I just don't mm. know how you do it. Yeah, thanks. I mean, look, I'm in the show, I'm in the presentation, yeah, it's just amateurish. But yes, there's a lot of work goes, yeah, yeah, a lot of effort. Uh, you, mm. know, you know, you fill the theme, you find the stuff, there's mm. stuff I haven't heard for maybe 30 years, mm. and then you just pluck it out, it seemed to pluck out a few Like I said, I, I was listening to that, the stuff from Hong Kong in the 90s, mm. uh, which Black I was Bird. very familiar Black with. Bird. fantastic yeah. band. Yeah, I was familiar mm. with them, you know, mm. in the 90s, because at that stage, we had uh, contacts with the anarchist scene in Hong it, Kong. You came across. They had an info shop. It was yeah, them who, yeah. one of them who was running the info shop. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm. And then they, they, they came across here. And, yeah. Uh, was I, it, was really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 86 yeah, they came Margaret across. Margaret told me that. Yeah, 1986. Oh, we, 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 I thought she... Knew them from England. No, no, no. no. Yeah. We, we had I was here in '86. Well, I was at the 100th anniversary celebration. Well, what did you see? There was Haki Rack from oh. Korea. There was Mura yeah, Secho, yeah, 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 you yeah, know, from yes, Japan. Yes, there was the Hong Kong yes. anarchists. They were all here. I, no, no, I don't. No, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so I was, I was just, I was yeah. so impressed that you're actually. So, how do you do it? It's um, well, I know how to search for stuff on there right. on, a, on, a, on the internet, mm. right? Yeah. Uh, but I use my own, you know, f- 40 years of reading. Mm-hmm. You know? So I know about, you know, um, uprisings here and there. I know about struggles. Mm. Right? Yeah, what, what, you know, Mau Mau struggle. I know, right. you know, these yeah. are things we know about. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. The Naxalites, man, it goes, on, it goes you know, on and on. All these. From reading from... Right. You know, revolutionary, mm. you know, mm. struggles all my life, mm. and so. Mm. Do you think? Do you think uh, radical change is possible in Australia? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kepa, I'm sorry, Kepa. don't throw that, Curly. Well, do you think reform is possible? Oh. <laughs> um, it's possible. Mm. Do I think it's particularly likely? No. <laughs> No, but we're going to give it a shot, right? We're going oh, to keep we're all, trying. We're going to keep yeah. trying, yeah, that's yeah. right. I mean, it's fascinating. I, was, I did on the program this morning, Anarchist World, I was c- comparing the tale of two cities, Hong Kong and Melbourne. Mm. Remember, I marked two weeks ago, it was the end of the universe as far as, you know, the Melbourne media and the Mel- and Australian politicians oh. were concerned, you know. You've got a police riot, you get over 100 people arrested, and it's as if the world's coming to an end. And then you look at what's happening in Hong Kong and, mm. and the way they treat that with mm. kid gloves. It's just, just amazing, the hypocrisy. Yeah. Yeah. So what type of movements do you think 
could have an, a wider effect than in, amongst this small radical circle with circles we belong to? Could it? Well... Franking credits? <laughs> <laughs> Negative gearing? Uh, yeah, the, the Enviro stuff's pretty, you know, the opportunity to... Mm-hmm. Radicalise a lot the youth, of youth. The youth, yeah. <laughs> radicalise the youth. <laughs> yes, we'll have de-radicalisation. Radicalise the youth. Yeah, well, environment, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 environment stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. You know, anti-coal, uh, anti-fracking. Yeah. These, these are, you know... I always thought that the um, public housing struggle could be, but it hasn't, it hasn't taken off. It hasn't off. quite, has it? It hasn't really? taken off. People don't actually see it as an issue. They don't actually see rent, mortgage and all that slavery as <sighs> in- incorporated with homelessness. They just don't see and, it, and, you know? Yeah, and the violence involved in it, you know? Mm, state mm. terrorism involved in it, you know? Yeah, yeah. If you can't pay that money... You know, you lose everything. You lose yeah. everything. I mean, there's a few things I like about the United States, although I've, I've never been there except to Alaska, which yeah, I don't well, think is part of it. Have you been in the States? Part of it? No, never <laughs> no. had any real desire to no, go, and I certainly either. wouldn't be allowed in. No, that makes two of us. <laughs> but I did sneak into Alaska many years yeah. ago. But uh, the interesting thing was, the interesting thing is that uh, as far as the United States is concerned, they've got some constitutional protections, which we don't have. Mm-hmm. And... If you own a home and you can't buy the mortgage, you just leave the key on the on the kitchen table and piss off, and they can't chase you. That's it. You give the house back here if you have a mortgage and you mm-hmm. can't pay your mortgage. Yeah, they chase you for the rest. Out, right? Was so, that? You know, that's just wrong. Well, they chase you for the rest of your life. Here, you lose yeah. your home and you chase for the rest mm-hmm. of your life. There, mm-hmm. you, st- you lose your home, but at least you say, oh, you know, piss off. Here's the key. I'm I'm leaving. Bad luck, you made a bad bad choice. Mm. So a lot of people go from bank to bank, get a few years rent free, and then just leave the key on the door and piss off. <laughs> I, yeah, I was that. A variation, yeah. a variation to uh, squatting. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. squatting, self-help housing. Uh, self-help housing, I like that. Uh, You've been involved in squatting for a while, in I Melbourne. have. And yeah. yeah. How's that going? Well, at the moment, we're... Uh, treading water in a place. Mm, so mm. Is, is, is there more uh, focus on evicting people than the old days, or with all these developments going on, or are they just happy to have you there while they're waiting for a development? Oh, they're not. I mean, I don't think they're actually <laughs> happy to have us there. The place yeah. I'm in now is um, yeah. it old public housing yeah. itself that's yeah. been, you know, sold off. Yeah. Um, the the local council. This is in. You know? No, well, that doesn't matter where it is. Yeah. Okay, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. They're against the development. Mm. Uh, uh, possibly we could be there for a while longer. You yeah, know? Well, that's good. Yeah. Now, now, at this stage, I ask the older people I interview, and you're one of them, Kepper. You're an older person. You must be over 50 by now. You look over 50. No, I'm definitely <laughs> closer to do you have, now this is the type of crap you'd hear on the legacy media, do you have any advice for the youth of today? Stop tagging, do political graffiti, 
Right. <laughs> 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 You'll like this. The, you know the Tanamanua Mohina Monument? Yes, indeed. That's been tagged. <laughs> oh, of course it has. Mm. You know, not even, not even some poor racist came and said, fuck this, but, you know, tag is. Tag is. Mm. Unbelievable. I have to ring up the council and say, can you clean it up, you know, because we've got the thing coming, ceremony coming. No, I've, I've constantly telling, you know, young <laughs> Activist people, you yeah, know, yeah. like some lovely, strong activist people I know yeah. still do tagging. I'm like, what? Damn it, <laughs> do political graffiti, you know? Right. You know? It's, you know, yeah. I like the old, you know, the old saying, um, you know, if, if um, voting could change anything, it'd, it'd be, be illegal. illegal. Yeah. Well, I prefer if graffiti could change anything, it'd be illegal. Mm. Oh, yeah, especially mm. tagging. No, not that, no, graffiti. Graffiti, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah so I'm a big believer in graffiti. Big believer. Mm. Doing your own... Well, yeah, DIY, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I thought... As a kid, I yeah. used to see political graffiti. graffiti everywhere. And, you know, I'd yeah. pay attention. You yeah. Know? I mean, I think the big days of political graffiti was the anti-tobacco campaigns where you deface... Ah, you deface fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. You actually deface great. their stuff. But now yeah. it's all electronic. If you notice, it goes on. Oh, yeah, it goes yeah. on, but it's all electronic. But they, yeah, yeah, well, those yeah. damn those ones that just scroll down and everything. Yeah, yeah. Defeated by technology. So, what do you got planned for us this Thursday at five pm? Ah, uh, this week. Oh dear, what? Where's my book? I um was going to play some Brazilian stuff, but right. I'm actually not. I'm going to do it next week. Right. Uh, this week is going to be a surprise. <laughs> surprise. That's good. It's good to have surprises. Yeah, it it's will be. Uh, It'll be interesting. It will be interesting. Yeah, surprise. Mm, see what we come up with. Yeah. Maybe some stuff for the Bougainville. Excellent. Because mm. the referendum's Refer- coming up. Referendum. Yeah. Yeah. It won't be a whole show, but a couple of good tracks. Yeah. yeah. Remember the 10,000 people we killed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Australia well, killed in Bougainville. Scumbag mining companies licking their lips too. Uh, to uh, all right. Yeah. Well, Kevin, I'd like to pay my respects to you. Oh, look. Yeah, the hour's gone, mate. You haven't even the started. The behind me. I didn't even yeah. Well, that's the whole point. Mm. That's my job, look at the oh. clock, okay? Look, I like pay, I pay my respects to you because I think you're one of the most hard-working activists I know and you're one of the most hard-working people here at 3CR. And unfortunately, it's the show ponies like me that get the credit and it's really the Clydes of days like you that actually make 3CR what it is. Oh. And, and I'd like to thank you very much for putting all that effort into that show you do on Thursday. I think it's a great show and I hate music. So if, for me to say it's a great show, it's because yeah, it's political I music. Yeah. But I love it because it's political stuff. Mm. And Thanks may, so much for saying that. Yeah, and, and maybe one day when you come to my funeral, you can, you can, you can bring a, a Joan Baez. Uh, I dreamt of Joe Hill last night to play at my funeral. Ah, that would be very nice. Definitely. All right. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, All mate. Right, thank Look you after too. yourself.
to keep my body still. When you heard the call, you left me on my arm. I could see no reason to fight.